Hello, hello. Hey, crazy. What's up? What's up? Top of the morning, man. Yes, um, sir. Let's do this again. Yeah, man. Everyone listening in, it's been a while since since um, crazy and myself and the crew, my Uber life, wolves of my Uber life. We did one of these podcasts. Um, some of our close friends and, and some of you in the community requested that we we have these chats again. I felt like Clubhouse would be a place. I felt like Instagram might be a place, but I think you know, podcast should be another place for us to discuss some of these things. And here we go again. Um, you know, our company, Crazy, we created 14 years ago, was all about building companies, building businesses that that can make an impact within society, within the world, particularly companies that support the culture that we come from. Um, and particularly empowering black and brown, young and creative people. Um, I felt like we we needed to have a conversation that we were having offline and I needed to bring it online because we're in in a place right now where um, there's a lot of insecurity, a lot of uncertainty in the world, particularly the pandemic, race relations, mental illness, um, employment, you know, just, just, just youth culture, student loans, debt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, our, our, our work has been served to build companies, right? And, and, and of course, the main mission of every company is to create, create revenue, right? Which is really to put wealth in people's pockets. Um, I thought like we need to have a discussion, right? About why today it's important for black and brown, young and creative and just thinkers and out the box thinkers, you know, people in society who want to see the world be better Go, go a step beyond just, you know, the, 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 uh, the ethical ambitions, but think about more, more specifically about wealth creation and wealth generation. So you and I have these chats a lot with the team, with Winston and, and our clients and our, just our, you know, our close circle. But my question to you, Kwesi, uh, is why do you think black and brown wealth creation is important, particularly as a precursor to, to, to creating a business or working for a company or, you know, or creating skill sets, uh, well, uh, um, developing skill sets that are, that, that are now in demand in the market to make yourself more equitable, more valuable, to demand a certain wage, a certain, certain price point for your services, your intelligence, your creativity. All of that being said, at the root of that, why is black and brown wealth creation important to you? To me personally, I, I would say, and this is a, a short answer because it, you know, that, that answer can go very deep, but I would say it is twofold for me. One one side of it is freedom, right? Like true un unbridled freedom in in the fullest sense of what that word means in 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 today's world right so to to be able to to be where you want to be you know when you want to be there you know with people that you truly truly fuck with that you truly love that you truly care about doing whatever the fuck it is that you want to be doing doing things that you love and 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 just you know doing things that that you and those people love to do right so being on your own time scale and being being in, in full control, master and commander of the time that you have on this earth, 
you know, to 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 cultivate things that bring you peace and, and a sense of fulfillment. Like it's very challenging to do that without the bread. It's mm-hmm. just like if you don't got the bread, <laughs> that as something else will command your time. Something else will be dictating where you need to be and when you need to be there and who you what kind of people you need to be around. Like so th- to me that's one of the the most important things, right? That's that's one component to the the freedom aspect. The other component to the freedom aspect is the capacity to influence the systems that that govern your life, right? Legal systems, healthcare systems, right? All these social systems that we interact and operate within money greases the wheels in those systems. Money and wealth equates to power within those systems, the power to influence those systems to work in your favor versus against you or 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 not in your favor. So that that's the other part, right, which which is obviously very pressing and important in this day and age with all the the activism and 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 social conversation that's going on, right? Now from a spiritual standpoint, I also believe in wealth creation as a means for personal expression, right? I believe that all of our individual lives are seeking greater expression in some way shape or form. We all have natural inclinations to do certain things, to research and read certain things, to want to travel to certain places, whatever whatever it is and wherever it comes from, we don't always know, but that is I think a fundamental part of life is when you grow and you 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 you're starting to become exposed to different things your life is calling you to to express itself in a range of different ways and it's hard to do that when you don't have bread at your disposal like if you want to travel to to you know parts of africa and and in europe and what have you and, and just experience just different cultures and and different activities like you need you need money to kind of grease those wheels. So I think in terms of life seeking greater expression, that's a bigger part of wealth. Also when it comes to love, which I think is the the fundamental binding agent of all of humanity. We're all on some level seeking love from something, you know, whether it be people or like animals and pets and we're all trying to cultivate that. And I think it's very difficult to do that again when you don't have bread at your disposal you know like what what cultivates love is the ability to 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 cultivate moments and 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 you cultivate moments through experience through doing things with people and it's very hard to do that when you just you, you know you're just insecure or focus constantly on what, you know money and the lack thereof of money it gets in the way of the vibration that that gets cultivated when you're just trying to experience something and be in the moment with someone. So yeah. those are those are the the three things or or rather the two things freedom and the splinter that freedom affords you, right? The time splinter and then the 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 the, the activism splinter um and then the expression part, right? Life and love and 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 that kind of thing. So yeah, those are those are my thoughts on that. I mean, and those are beautiful thoughts because that definitely I think we, as a community, we can we can feel right that that we want to particulate that. That's that's what wealth is. Wealth to me is 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 the ability to 
manipulate time and space, linear time and space, right? You get to do what you want to do, you get to say what you want to do, you get to express the way you want to express, you get to connect with who you want to connect, you get to, you know, have the ability to to fail and not be perfect, right? It affords you all those, you know, it's an, it's an insurance policy, right? On, 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 on risk, right? So let's talk about a little bit about how wealth is actually created, right? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna lob it up again. I talk about black and brown peoples, right? And of course, that that's a term that's used as a as a as a, as a monolithical expression that destroys all the nuance of of billions of people, right? Just that's such a nuance where you know there's so much nuance in, in black and brown people, people from the African diaspora, indigenous diasporas of the world, you know, from Asia Minor, from Indonesia, from Australia, from you know where I'm from in South America. Mm. You know, Caribbean, Central America, North America, you know, it's it's completely been whitewashed to make things always as a rebuttal to this, you know, this quote unquote white establishment. But for this for the for the for the lack of of, of, of going off on a tangent, you know, for for not going on a tangent, which which you certainly know I can't um put it into simple terms. You know, black and brown people have in this social order have been looked at as service and as the help, and as people there to slave away, and we're completely against that, and our entire movement has been against that, and our society and culture is against that. Um, and what does that mean? Of course, of course um, well, okay, people are free now, quote unquote, but you're not really free until you have um, wealth, right? According to what you just expressed, you're not completely free, because so you, you end up jumping to another slave game, which is the, the, the job, right? The job of earning money. Right, but that money that you earn is not enough to really have the freedom that you seek. Right? Um, one of our expressions on, on my Instagram, you know, we, we talk about wisdom, wealth, and freedom. They, they connect. Right? So it requires a wise mind to see, wait, I'm at this job, I'm working nine to five, and I'm not gonna make enough money in 40, 50 years to be able to do what I want. So I'm gonna end up dying at this mill, you know, or, or at this service trade. And, how, and, and no matter how much they sell it to me, it's not the way that I want to. We we all kind of feel that 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 friction and tension, right? So where does wealth come from? Well, you have a society that extracted, you know, particularly a, a, a white a white society in America and, and Europe and around the world have extracted wealth from the commodities from places around the world, right? Through colonization, and what did they create? They they took. Coal, silver, tobacco, hemp, you know, ganja, people, you know, territory, and they took those and they created, you know, they seized those things through war and through colonization, through empire, and those assets were were be able to were, were, were became the backbone of income creation, right? If you own land, right, you you can you can, it's an asset that can create wealth for you. If you own gold, if you own tobacco, if you earn, and, and, and as you get into more, the more the philosophical versions of that, which is trademarks, copyrights, patents, etc., etc., ideas, you know, and then you get into the more political aspects of that, you know, you own modes of thinking, you own um, narrative, you own what's good taste, what's bad taste, you own the prejudices that, that work in your favor, you have the systemic, implicit way that controls all how wealth is managed, right? 
to be black and brown is to be poor to be white is to be better all these all these things so as from the tangible of gold and land and and, and coffee and silk all which is the you know the, the ephemeral and psychological like you know prejudice and racism and 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 sexism and, and these kind of isms and schisms so how does one hack that that equation well one must understand where wealth comes from right wealth comes from the income from having assets and owning assets now imagine most of us spend our majority of the money we make on on food and rent right because you don't own the asset you rent most people in america 40% of us 40% of our income goes toward towards living right you probably say another 10% of that goes to food right healthy food too right it's part of wealth is is your body right it's part of the it's your the biggest asset is your body if the manager that asks to care about asset that's that's and you're fighting against the 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 biological decay of the body just you have to invest in that to pay money in that right then you're investing because we're humans we have to blow steam we have to you know travel you know entertainment leisure also our education constant education which a lot of us are in debt for right that's what 1.8 1.9 trillion dollars of student loan debt in america right so it's hard to take any money and to put into savings to put it into any types of investments of assets that can create passive income so the, the you know a lot of white americans white europeans a lot of people don't recognize that they have a they've had a head start generationally because they now have family owns assets because they they were able to legally right crazy they were able to legally own assets um where people in america in, in a different you know different parts of 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 Europe and America were allowed to own assets i mean that, that that was legally they couldn't vote they couldn't own land you know they couldn't be educated etc etc So when you have people who have generations of assets, right? And assets tend to go up in price through generations, you know? So now you have some security, there's some foundation you have of okay, my family owns land, my family owns a home, and the home is paid off. So there's always a security blanket I can I can I can use at home to, you know, to take out loans, to, to you know, to take out second mortgages. Also I can rent that home out to, to create income, you know? And also it allows you the space to take your 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 it's a pressure off another generation to be more creative and to exercise and learn more things about money and wealth. So it's a head start. Right? So you know you, you know you have now a pe- peoples, right? Us as immigrants, you know. I'm an immigrant, you're first gen. The people who are African American here who's family have maybe have a generation or two, right? Three generations ago people were slaves. You no know, two generation two generation two generation to go people work Hello hello Yep So we just got disconnected Um what's well, okay we're on anchor and and you know this is real life things are moving man's is moving So this is segment 2 of why we feel it's important for black and brown black and brown people creative people outside the box thinkers to get wealthy um 
just to recap, we talked a little bit about, push you shared a little bit about how, um, you know, why, why wealth is important for, for freedom, for, for, for expression, for thinking, for moving around this planet. And I was getting into some of the history of, of, of wealth and how it was created for, for white people, you know, and the establishment and, and how actually wealth was created and you know, how wealth is created. And I, and I briefly said that wealth was created from owning assets, right? And assets that particularly can create income and create passive income. Passive income meaning that you, it's, you're making money while you're sleeping, right? You're not, you're not at, a, at a desk and working and burning the clock to get money. And how that system of thinking, of salary thinking, destroys our time because we don't have even a lot of time on Earth. You know, we have less than 100 years, most of us, right? Um, particularly those of us who have families and kids and, and, and an offspring, we start, we just start thinking about what they can actually acquire to continue to keep that ball rolling. So it's a, it's a selfless act in a sense, um, even beyond just us and what we can do. Right, Quay? So um, yeah. we were also talking about, um, and I was in the middle of this, I know, in, in my spiel, right? Um, I was in the middle of talking about how, you know, the history of, you know, white America and, and, the, and, the, and the European system conquest and, you know, the wealth that they were created gave them a, 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 house, a, a head start. And it's probably hard for some of the new generation to recognize that, but they, you know, you have to be on the record in here and saying, you know, the head start comes from a lot of places, right? It comes from, from generations of owning assets, right. right? Generations of owning assets that create, that are paid off, right? And, and, and that create income and create, not only financial security, but also emotional security, right? I was breaking down how the majority of, of people's money goes to surviving, not investing, right? Not, not, the, not in the acquisition of actually buying assets. It goes into, um, you know, paying your rent, which is 40% of the money you make, right? Maybe, right? Paying for food, paying for, you know, paying off your student loan debt, right? The country, America, you know, has about, you know, 1.7 to $2 trillion of student loan debt, yeah. right? We're in the middle of a global pandemic, you know? People's, people's livelihoods have been destroyed. Small businesses have been destroyed. Um, and wealth is, you know, we talked about, and I, you know, that wealth also is insurance. It's, it's insurance where you can take risks to be more creative and to innovate, to invent. We talked about, you know, assets, the pool of assets coming from all the way down to commodities like land, you know, oranges, farmland, you know, gold, bauxite, aluminum, oil, um, property, you know, you know, historically, humans, um, um, Europeans use humans, slaves, as assets, as, as ways to help cultivate this land, you know, to, 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 to help manufacture and produce their goods and services into money. That money was used to buy up land and assets and et cetera, et cetera. And there's people in America who have benefited from that system, right? And which allows them to have a head start. Conversely speaking, you have uh, people who are now figuring that system out. You know, I'm an immigrant, right? You're a first-gen immigrant. Yeah. Uh, you know, African-American brothers and sisters, um, our Asian-American brothers and sisters who built the railroad, who were here since the late 1800s, you know, even the middle 1800s, with, you know, with the first Industrial Revolution, both the, you know, the, who, who were part of the 49ers in California, a lot of people have been here for a long time, but we're not legally able to even acquire assets. So therefore, to create passive income, therefore, not to be able to create this 
freedom to and 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 you know to, to to do things to be creative to actually buy and acquire more assets to compound on that to gain more wealth, right? Yeah. So the talker, you know, their second segment again is about black and brown and why it's important for them, right? With all the things that have been said, right? Because what are assets, right? Assets are commodities, assets is land, assets is stocks, it's bonds, assets is yourself as a human being, your intellect, your intelligence, your health. You know, assets is 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 all this basket of things that, that create income for you or value for you where it allows you to have the space and control of your time, right? Black and brown people have historically been here to, in, you know, to, to provide the empire with services to help extract our, the wealth from our lands, right? Mm-hmm. And take that extraction of wealth into their lands and even the poorest people in their systems still benefit from their trickle-down economy per se, right? They were able to still have the benefit because there's an also a psychological benefit of that signal society that black and brown and darker skinned people are poor, violent, vulgar, disenfranchised, and lighter skinned, whiter skinned people are wealthy. So the benefit of doubt, which gives them access to loans and opportunity, and you know, it drives all these different psychological things are in play here. So, you know, we won't make this too long, but I want to hear your thoughts, Crazy, just specifically. Why is it important for black and brown and young and creative and innovative, even old, for people to secure the bag? Why do you feel it's important? So is this in addition to what I said earlier or or so you know what? a reiteration? Let me, re- let me reframe the question. How? What are some steps they can do to get the bag? Ah, okay. So more <laughs> tactical, more and more and more, more action-oriented. Well... I would say a big a big first step in my opinion is is understanding what what you're good at and what 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 your personal strengths are like what what can you do or what are you good at doing that has some value to the world in some capacity and I know I know there's a lot of like Instagram posts and a lot of a lot of a lot of like sound bites that say that, but holistically, just like stripping it uh, uh, stripping it down into its most basic form, like when something's valuable, it's undeniable, right? Like if something if something can truly solve a problem for someone else, or is just truly just just of value to someone in some way, shape, or form, even from an emotional standpoint, like you're the kind of person that just you can make people feel good or you can solve certain problems or you can create solutions to problems and 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 just contribute to the world and you have a capacity to do that in some way shape or form you have a runway you have you have a lane yeah, now you add, to something you add value to you add your your world you're exactly right this is and this is this is this is this is like almost the, the most empirical form of of capitalism right like even if there was no like sophisticated system that we have now like if you were just like in a small tribe and and you were just like good at like let's say weaving baskets you just happen to do it the most efficient 
strongest, fastest way amongst your people, the majority of the, the people within that tribe are going to come to you for that thing because you just you're just really good at it. It's very simple, very, very obvious. So I think now when you look at it from that standpoint, like we all have certain natural gifts, certain natural inclinations that we're, 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 we're given to us either through a, you know, a, a genetic inheritance, right? Just like, just naturally, you just, you know, you have like a higher, higher capacity to process information fast, right? So maybe you're good at like solving certain like coding problems or, or mathematics stuff. Like that just, you have a natural inclination there. Or, you know, there's like some social uh, inheritance that you get from like your family. Like for instance, Jay, you have the kind of family that that is very communicative. So you just naturally, just by the way that you were reared, you develop these strong communication skills. And those skills are always valuable in just about every kind of industry or domain that you could possibly think of in this world. Communication and the ability to do so, very important. I can use those skills now to to extract wealth back from their system. Right, right, right. Because communication right. is a way to solve problems, right? My family is multilingual, right? And linguistic, you know, and and that are you right. That, so now, I, now I'm sitting here, okay, how can I use that communication skill to help solve problems of miscommunication? Exactly. So now all of a sudden now I become a problem solver. Right. Now for that problem solver skill, now I charge a fee. And, and, and I charge a fee for that service, and then hence why I'm a consultant, right? And now that consultant now allows me now to generate and earn income doing something that's naturally feels natural to me, right? Right? And then, and you go down that line, right? Right? Right. And now I'm piggybacking on you now, just going to train of thought. Now I take some of that profit and some of that earnings I get now, and I use that money now to buy up assets, to buy up stocks, to buy up other things. Correct. You know, that help generate for me, maybe not in the short term, the long term passive income or things I can hand down to other people that will gain what, right? Well, right, right, right. So to- assets, Right. To, assets get gain, right? Right, right. Now to, 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 to dial it back, right? Circle it back to the beginning of that, that, that train of thought, right? So you're, this, you're mm -hmm. this individual, you're still assessing what you have that can bring value to the world. Now let's say, you aren't the communicator. Let's say your 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 skills are more 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 organizational in nature. Like let's say you're good at like compiling information, you're good at researching, whatever. But like maybe you're you're having a hard time fitting into the 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 the, the careers that are are being provided for people with that skill set for whatever reason. It might be some cultural shit. You know the way you look, your cultural background. You're not good at communicating that you're good at that. Whatever. The other thing that I think is important is is to think about what kind of what kind of relationships can you form that will help highlight because of the context of of your your relationship in that group will help highlight the value of your skills. So maybe your skill becomes exponentially more valuable when you team up with someone who's able to communicate really well. And, and, and can communicate your skill or is building something and knows how to, to bring in your skill to amplify whatever it is that they're doing, right? So, so, you're, so, so you're talking about the first asset, which is yourself. Yes. Right? right. And the most empirical, before you get to stocks and bonds and 
real estate property and before you get you there, know, Bitcoin, get crypto. before you even get there, just you first as a human being right. on this planet. What am I? What am I capable of doing? Right? What can I contribute to the world? Now, the first thing that I said, which you ran with, was like you have a hard skill or a tangible skill that's just valuable to the market, and someone wants to like use that skill to solve a problem, and and you can use that skill to solve a problem. The second dimension to that is you as an individual figuring out or understanding how your your skill or or your your value is 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 connected to how do i want to say this is 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 makes sense within another group right makes your yeah, ability to connect with other people is another way to create value or to start yeah, yourself yeah. So off in this let me add to this right so now you know now we're using anchor so this might cut off so again apologize guys but i'm, I'm sure you guys could flow with the conversation you know our 13 is ended 15 but we'll keep it rolling um sometimes crazy right if you don't have a skill sometimes you have to the sobering question sometimes is now maybe i have to learn a skill right right sometimes you have to figure out how to you how to synthesize your skill for someone else's you know within some someone else's narrative and, and unfortunately we're all playing in a white male dominant society right so oftentimes we find ourselves shaping our natural inclinations and skills and packaging in a way so we become more marketable and equitable right on this third segment i want you to keep going but i also want you to dial it back about what's happening within the black and brown community about you know somebody's asked you know some of this you know understanding our natural skill sets that come from our culture that is valuable in society and has been historically been devalued on purpose right yeah so um you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end this part right now because it's gonna end in, in a couple of seconds there and at and jump in the third second all right okay so we'll keep the conversation rolling okay Hello, hello, again, Quase. Hello, yes. So, all right, welcome back everyone. Segment three of our conversation about wh- why um, it's important for black and brown people to get wealthy. Why it's important for young people to get wealthy, you know, uh, get wealthy. Why it's important for old people to get wealthy. Quase, you were talking about um, the question I posed I want to, to you. What I said actually, because I think I think it, it, it started to get um, a little a little muddy in 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 uh, towards the end of what i was saying i want to just clean it up and make it more clear what i meant by okay. up or bringing bringing your skills and, t- and 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 teaming up with someone else's skills so the first part of what i was saying was just really about you understanding what you have to contribute to the world understanding the value of that and understanding you know how that's seen in the world in terms of value and and what usually makes something valuable in the world is your ability to to solve problems in some way shape or form that's essentially what you're doing and sometimes the problems are like tangible they're like very specific like you know you can you know you have a skill and that skill helps you to like you know you know unlock doors or like you know fix 
plumbing or something like as like a tangible trade or skill you, you provide. And then sometimes they're 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 more emotional. Like you're you're the kind of person that has a lot of empathy, so that makes you very good at you know, let's say you know counseling or or providing you know advice to someone in a way that doesn't trigger them, all that kind of stuff. Or or you're good at saving money, right? Or you're, you're good at saving guy. money, right? Right. Yeah, you're so good. you're. Uh, that's a good point. So this brings me to my next point, right? So sometimes these little micro skills that we have, like these 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 things that I like to call soft skills, right? That are aren't always so clear. They're not like tangible hard skills that are connected to like a, an industry where it's like, oh, you have a you have you have a coding skill, like you have the ability to like write code for a computer and do that within someone's business, you know, function or organization system. There are other skills just like you said right. where it's like it's more specific to your character or the way that you operate personally like you're good right. at saving money you're you're a disciplined person you wake up at six in the morning all your stuff is organized if someone asks you you know where to find a, a document in in some kind of you know system you just you know where to to find it just just in the back of your head right it's very like intuitive to you to operate your life that way now those skills sometimes aren't so clear and obvious when you're like searching for a job or you're trying to start a business you don't know how to necessarily convert that into a solution that people might find valuable but sometimes right. what what i have found is that those skills times other skills or times other people's skills can be valuable right so sometimes right. a big part of the process to get into the bread is finding other people with complementary skills around you that you can say together you and I can create something that is valuable to the world. So this 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 idea of team forming is another component to getting to the bag. It's not just recognizing your own skills. That's one component, but it's also looking around you, recognizing your skills and the skills that you lack and the skills that other people around you may have and saying, "Yo, Let's team up because you and I have skills that together like Voltron when we form is going to be mad valuable to the market and we can get this bread. So that was really what I was trying to say in terms of the second point. I wanted to clean that up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, shit, you clean it up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's 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 skills, right? Like, like you know, Gangstar used to say Guru used to say Gangstar for, for the people who are older than me cuz I'm that old ever <laughs> um, um, you know what i'm saying like when i came to the states that's you know he was one of the most profound people because he had you know he was a rapper who was just good at you know saying these very deep complex things in a rhythmic way right but it's just mad skills you have to have a, you know a lot of skills and the more skills you have the more valuable you are right, right. and and you and then the ability to market your skills right to communicate your skills right, right. like naturally you know, you know, some people are shy about talking about their values. Particularly, the history of black and brown people were 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 made to feel insecure about how they look, the way their body looks, the way they think, the way they they talk, the way they sound, their accents. You know, the lack of not having money or generational wealth. You know, all those things um, make people not want to share their talent with the world, not want to do a podcast on off a phone while you're in one state I'm in another state it, it doesn't have to be perfect you know this whole perfectionist myth gets in the way for you getting back right so 
the bag is not is not always going to be linear, right? So it's not going to always you know you're not going to always get to the bag when you feel good, right? So that's the asset of being you, right? So now moving the ball a little bit down the line of recognize your skill sets, recognize what skill sets are valuable in the world, then taking the ability to know that, okay, I'm not going to feel good every day, but I need to still communicate my value to the world to be able to expose my value so I can get demand for my value so I can accumulate money, right? Or or in some rare cases, other assets, mm-hmm. right? Some people use money as a moving average, but someone can give us like equity in the company, right? For our work. I mean, we, right. we, we've got that through our experience, some people give me a Bitcoin or Ethereum. Maybe someone give me a piece of art. You know, maybe someone will give me, you know, a, a free meal. You know, these are all exchanges of value right. in our within our value system. Right. Right. But the goal is to, the goal is to be able to capture money or capture assets, right, for our service services, and then begin the process of diversification. Right. So I want to move the conversation now because now you know we're talking about how versus why, yeah. right? The how now is okay. Well, great, great, crazy, Jay, awesome. I got a degree, yeah. or I know how to cook, or I know how to cook, or I know how to, you know, reach out and do PR, or I'm plugged, and I'm super connected, or I'm very creative. I know how to paint, or I'm, I'm very technical. I know how to like do plumbing. I know how to be the Mister or Mrs. Fix It. You know, great, but that's not going to get me to me just doing nothing all day and investing in companies and passive income, right? So the goal there is to take some of that money and invest in other asset classes, right? Some of those savings and move that money into other buckets, right? So let's talk about that a little bit in terms of diversification. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of just sharing some of your thoughts on why, why diversification is very key. So what is it? Why is it key for black and brown people as their journey in, in, in this process of getting the bag and getting wealth? So I think simply put, it's just diversification allows you, it allows you a couple of things. One, it allows you some, some, some safety, actually. It allows you some safety in that when you diversify your money, right? when you put your money into different places. And in life, there's gonna be some ups and downs in in different parts of the market and different parts of the world. And, you know, eventually, at some point, the, 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 the world will come down on one of the places that you happen to have your money, right? So if you, let's say you had all your money in, in real estate, right? You just doubled down on that. That was a hundred percent what you believed in and all your money is in real estate. Well, when 2008 happened and that whole financial bubble hit the, hit the, 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 the U S markets and real estate was hit hard, you would have been decimated. You would have been finished. But with diversification, let's say if you had your money, some of your money there, but you had some of your money in you know just like gold like like physical gold assets right you had some of it just in just cash and then maybe you had a portion of it in like life insurance plan you would you would have been all right you would have been able to 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 buffer and 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 ride that that storm out you would have been able to buffer that situation and 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 make it through that storm so i think to me diversity really 
has always been a, a measure of safety. It was always like me managing the risk of uncertainty in the world because we don't know what the hell is happening. Like we we, right. we we give ourselves the illusion that we do that we 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 understand what's happening as well as what's going to happen. We have a lot of fancy words and sophisticated models and analysis for it, but at the end of the day, no one knows. That's a fact. No one really knows. We have inclinations and guesses. And some people just have more time on the earth guessing and 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 have done more work looking at past patterns to 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 clean up their guesses. But essentially they're all guessing. Everyone's guessing. So right. we have to right, guard against right. that. And that to me is what diversification is really about. Well, you know, you know, I think I think in the American educational system tends to specialize so they don't connect dots. Right? They want you to be very monochannel, monolithic, monolithical, monolithical in your thinking. We always say that diversity in biology is the same it it offers the same benefit as it does in biology as it does when it comes to uh uh financial in the financial realms, right? They all connect, right? Because it's just humans exchanging values and diversification in biology, you know, helps create resiliency when it comes to systemic shock, right? If you have healthy biologists diversified, diversified, your body tends to provide you the antibody to deal through your genetics to deal with different variants in 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 life, right? And it goes all the way down to diversity in in your organization helps you to create, you know, you know, uh, more eyes, more right and you be less tone deaf and less myopic and you'll be able to see different trains of thought. So even in an organization or a business or a company, diversity has a benefit, right? And we can see how people make mistakes constantly, right? Because they don't have diversity. They don't have diversity in in ethnicity, race, gender, in age, in physical capabilities, in, in in cultural experience, it's always top heavy in one space. And that and that is that creates risk, right? So diversification and that not only helps you in investing in assets, right? It also helps you in biology and in life. So that connection there to us is diversification. So now back you know, tying it back to your skill set, right? Your skill sets, you you're losing your skill sets to generate income, right? And you're using that income to buy up assets, to build the asset of you and to buy up tangible and some, you know, non-tangible assets like Bitcoin, like trademarks, right? You know, like like investing in companies, investing in ideas, investing in your community, right? These are all different diversified ways of protecting yourself from systemic risk, right? Because one might go up and one might go down, but the average between all of them is a key concept in 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 managing your life's portfolio, your wealth portfolio. And these are concepts that are not really taught in school, right? With us our, our another company that we have is called Wolf University which is focused on um educating kids and children and, and young people on finance and economics and, and entrepreneurship business because we recognize that in the schools, particularly black and brown schools, particularly schools that are disenfranchised, that have not been given assets, have not have haven't had a history of generational wealth being passed down. Right. That don't, you know, a history of people who never owned property, who never graduated from the school, who have completely been forgotten and and rationalized out the of the experience have been rationalized out. Um we created that that whole concept to help educate them to understand that you're not looking to get money, you're not looking to you're not just looking to you know to look rich. 
You know, you're looking to secure the bag. And the best way to secure the bag is by taking your money to buy assets that produce income. And it's a slow process, right? It's not like every day you're going to hit the casino and bang, you're rich. It's a daily bread, right? And that's what we say, you know, we're about this daily bread, this daily prayer. And, you know, we, 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 you know, we want you all to think in that capacity. You know, there's more detail here. There's more nuance to all this, but we just kind of want to spark the conversation a little bit with you guys. Crazy, I think we should end it here. I want to end it on, on, on just, because I know we said a lot, right? And I always like to, to recap with like some tangible things, actionable things that people can take away in a soundbite that they can remember and immediately implement. I think good, good, good kind of rules of thumbs and heuristics is like, look, you know, we're all doing different things. We all got little gigs and this and that, little side hustles, money trickles in, like you said, sometimes from different places. I think if you if you if you always adopt the habit of paying yourself first, right? What that means is when money comes in. Hello? 20 seconds you have here, brother. Okay. You have 20 seconds. When, when money comes in, you 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 put it in your savings before you pay anybody else. That that includes like you know, going out to eat, you know, everything, rent, like you just take a portion and put it for yourself. That's money for your future, for your dream, whatever it is. Find a way to do that. That's a big part of this whole conversation that we're talking about. That's a big part of the start. That's all I want to say. That's it, guys, you know, quick, done and simple. You know, we, we, we want you all to be inspired. You know, this is this is how we want to have our podcast. We want to have it be real, raw, choppy, not perfect, just like life. And we want you all to think um, about the things that we said. You know, if you ever have a question, you please feel free to reach out. We're just like you. We're in the trenches every day. You know, we just that's just our passion to build companies to talk about money and get this bag, building companies. And, you know, our passion is definitely to educate black and brown and young and creative. And even if you're not black and brown and young, young someone that's out the box and thinking, you know, please feel free to reach out at Quasi of My Uber Life or, you know, Jay of My Uber Life or at My Uber Life. You know, you can find us. We're always online and we're always here to help. Quasi, thanks, bro. No problem. Try um, to cut you off and get choppy in there, man. I love you, man. And um, let's keep rocking. Love you too, brother. We'll talk soon. No doubt. All right, man. All right, All right peace. peace.